0: Hello, I'm Cheryl Meyer and this I'm otherwise known as Cheryl M. Healthviews and what my goal is is to inspire you to lead a healthier life. So when I proposed my podcast, I proposed that we present it in two different segments. The first one is It Feels Good to Feel Good, Future-Proof Your Health, where I get to share everything I have learned to return my health Back to relative wellness and to live a pain-free life in spite of the fact that I have autoimmune disease. But the second part of my podcast is this episode, and that's Tell Me Your Story, The Health Muse is In. My concept with this is it's all fine and well that you hear me tell my story, but I get a lot of all fine and well that it worked for you but it's not going to work for me and I wanted you to hear that there are lots of people out there that have made changes in their lifestyle that have supported their health and brought them back to relative wellness we all have a couple things in common we all owned our own health whatever the doctor was suggesting we did was going on on a parallel path to us making these lifestyle changes where we did things that cleaned up our toxic load. We all pay attention to our body. You'll hear jazz in the background because I want you to listen to the rhythm of your health and I want you to pay attention to what your body is telling you. My body had been trying to tell me that I was gonna topple over into toxic load for some time. I just wasn't listening. So if you clean up your lifestyle and if you listen to your body you have a very good chance not of being deprived in any way but returning to feeling darn good and that's what these podcasts are really all about so thank you for joining me this is going to be a tell me your story the health news is in episode and i hope you enjoy it and i hope that we all inspire you to lead a healthier happier life thank you welcome to another edition of tell me your story the health muse is in and i have a fabulous guest to share with you today her name is janice nikon she was someone who as a teenager started getting some breast lumps which was very frightening. Although when they removed them, they discovered they were benign, but her maternal grandmother had actually died of breast cancer. So she went on with her life until she reached her 30s and suddenly she had lumps again. And this time she said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going there. So she changed everything she could about her lifestyle and eventually went back and became a naturopath so that she could help other people with chronic health issues realize that just because something's going on in your body doesn't mean that it has to go into chronic illness and then to whatever that conclusion is. She found natural ways to help heal her clients. So as you know, I do this series because I want you to have hope that no matter what's going on with your body, lifestyle can make a tremendous difference If you own your own health and clean up and do all the 12 pillars of health. So Janice is going to explain this from her point of view, and she has helped dozens and dozens of clients discover something and then return to wellness because of her experience of making the lumps disappear in her own body. So let me read you her bio. Janice Niken is UK's leading holistic health advisor. She was a former recruitment solution provider to the world's top corporates. She left the corporate world and now is the UK's leading holistic health advisor. As a child, she had escalating health issues, going from migraines to terrible skin. She was beginning to hate her body and was not at all confident in her teenage years. She would put herself down in her own head so that she wouldn't be disappointed by rejection from others. And wait till you see her, she's very beautiful. Her paternal grandmother had died from breast cancer by the age of 15. And she found her first breast lump by age 30. She had found her second. The first was removed surgically and it was benign. The second was removed by nature because of the increased knowledge she had about her own body. You see, by her late teens, she knew she needed to discover a better way. She was unhappy, unhealthy, and enslaved by the wrong habits that she felt she needed. She had no power to break, but she discovered that she did have the power to break them. She studied holistic medicine, addressed her weaknesses, and for nearly two decades now she has worked with clients reversing a range of conditions from acne to allergies to digestive problems to hormonal issues issues, to insomnia and cancer. She works with high performers who have stopped listening to their bodies to optimize their health. When I had my own business as a solopreneur, I wish I had known that Janice existed because I wasn't practicing self-care and the two by four came down on my head, as you know, because I have shared my story on here several times. She helps people achieve and to get past their disease. She speaks to a global audience so that they can all create change by owning their own health. And I'll put all of Janice's links under this podcast so that you can find her when we're done, but I think you're going to love the conversation. So welcome. I am so delighted to have you here. Tell me a little bit more about yourself.
1: Well, Cheryl, I am one of three daughters to, you could say, a typical Jamaican family in the UK. Um, We have a very, an incredibly loving and nurturing family and food has always played a major part in our lives and both my mother and my father are just like off the charts as far as cooking is concerned and you know our house was always filled with people I don't know if they could smell the food from down the street but we always had people over we always entertained people and um, you know as I said food was such a central part of our lives but I think Maybe, as the eldest of the three, my father and I kind of create had this special bond around food and because he loves to eat and so, as his first child, you know one of the ways that he shared love was to share food with me, and I had no boundaries and I you know some kids from very young, if they don't want it, they're just not having it, but I wanted it every time, and you know I I began to come to this place where I was living for food and the excitement of eating, because I guess that um, nurturing bonds that we had was now an association that I had with eating, you know? So I took it to a, you know, a very, I took it to a next place really to the point where when I was in primary school, I was the fat kid. I was the bullied child because of being overweight And, um, you know, so that made for quite an unhappy um, life in school, you know, I was bright, I did well academically, but in terms of that kind of social side of things and that acceptance with others, you know, like for example, playing sports, you know, when they choose the teams, you have the two captains, I was the one left at the end to say, you know, I was always
0: the last one too, I understand that (laughs) completely, athletic, I am not.
1: Right. Okay. So, you know, those things had um, started to have a a psychological effect, I think, and it got to the point in my school life that I think around age nine or 10, um, when we would have our medicals. I don't know if you had them, those things, you know, in the States, but we used to have to strip down to our underwear and be looked at by a nurse. They would check your height, check your weight, talk to you about various health issues, and basically the nurse took me into the headmistress's office and um they said you know you are considerably over overweight would you like us to put you on a diet to which i said yes please because i was just i was desperate for change you know um and i didn't at the, at that young age i didn't think well you're just eating too much and you need to stop but i just needed help and um
0: and really, they so, didn't know a whole lot about what food was doing to the body,
1: except that
0: they thought that quantity created weight.
1: Yeah, I mean, there wasn't much health. I don't think there was any real health education, you know, in, in schools at that time. You were told to drink your milk and you had the typical kind of models of, of you know, the, tri, you know the, the triangle with the food groups and so on and so forth. You were told to brush your teeth. You know, someone would come and talk about that and they'd give you these pink tablets. I don't know if you ever had those where you chew these tablets up and they leave a residue as where you have the plaque. So that's really fun for kids. And then they would give these little tubes of toothpaste out and little toothbrushes and things. But no thinking was nurtured in terms of cause and effect relationships. And I, I don't know how you feel, Cheryl, but certainly for myself, I do believe that um, the education system on a whole doesn't teach children to think for themselves and to no, join the doctor- and- we, I actually heard they put
0: Michelle Obama started a healthy school program for food for children, and when right, the Obamas right. went out of office, I actually heard a senator say, "Kids don't want to eat healthy, so we're not going to make them eat that food." I was like screaming at the television set, "What are you crazy?" But in this country, fifty-three percent of our children have a chronic illness. And I do believe it is directly lifestyle oriented. They're not moving enough. They're sitting in front of their screen and they're eating what I call the standard American diet, which is processed food and fast food. It's all crap. So they don't stand a chance to be healthy and nobody's doing anything about it. There's a couple of schools that have started organic gardens and are using that in their school cafeterias. But most of our schools are serving the same cheap, inexpensive food that their parents are serving them when they get home because Americans spes- spend less on food than any other industrialized country. Can you believe yeah. that? Because it's, I, I, it's amazing. It's so amazing. yeah, it's, it's one of the things I'm on the bandwagon about. I wrote a whole section about
1: children and food and lifestyle habits in my second book
0: because, That's right,
1: because yeah, we got to because- do something. do have to do something I mean we're doing them an incredible disservice I mean we have the issues of the environment on one hand okay we haven't left them much to look forward to in the you know ecological world but then we've also sabotaged them physiologically and that obviously has an effect emotionally I mean you know my husband's in education and the amount of support that has to be given to children now around their mental and emotional health. You know, children, oh, I have to leave the room, sir, because I'm having a panic attack. This is commonplace now. This was unheard of when I was at school. And it's because of the cumulative effect over the generations, because as you know, the condition of a woman, you know, physiologically when she conceives a child Impacts and um, you know, of the male and the female impacts what is given to the child in terms of their you know health legacy. And obviously, right. they can do things to you know steer things in one direction or another themselves in time. But oftentimes, you know, I'm finding I have clients that have come to me, their children are diagnosed with brain cancer as babies, you know, um, because the toxic overload right. is so huge. From just the parents' lifestyle, and then the children, you know, if the parents aren't very healthy, okay, then they're hardly likely to be preparing meals from scratch or taking their time to give fresh fruit and vegetables to their children, to get them to drink water, to take them out in nature, to exercise, yeah, and to the just whole think, thing.
0: yeah, to they enjoy the simple pleasures. My, my mother cooked. My mother made balanced meals. my mother made sure that we had the freshest vegetables possible i grew up on the east coast so it wasn't always easy but i went to the farm with my mother to pick vegetables during the summer kids don't even know how their food is grown anymore they think avocados are laid by animals i mean when you read some of the statistics of what children believe now it's because we've gotten too far removed
1: from the farm Absolutely. I so, so, I so, so agree with you. I mean, we have, we are living an incredibly synthetic and artificial life, you know, and um, I mean, I could say so much, you know, for example, even diapers, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're made of plastic and those things sit on babies as they get warm, you know, and, and wet. And these, plastics can actually have an effect on the hormonal balance of the child because these plastics deteriorate, don't they? And there are yeah. toxins absorbed into the bloodstream just from the diapers. And if you put a milk bottle in the microwave <laughs> and that bottle is a plastic yeah. bottle and then that it baby is drinking that bottle and if it's serious on top, I mean- Or we, it's toy. And
0: soy is 93% genetically modified, but moms don't know this. And so people like us are trying to get the information out so that people can make better decisions, not only for themselves, but
1: also for their children, because it's crucial. It is. It is so crucial for the present as well as the future. And I can't stress it enough, but it's Unfortunately, it's mostly when people hit the crisis point. You know, I hit my crisis point as you I share. I hit my crisis point. You, right. you know, you identify with your own crisis. You know, for so many of us, because we've survived and gotten through to the other side, we're saying, don't come here. <laughs> you know, don't right. come here. But the, red don't, line. Don't come it here. takes 16 times for somebody to
0: hear it and believe it and start to change. So the more of us talking about it, the faster the change will happen. And since I got sick 10 years ago, incrementally, I'm seeing a little change. But it's going to take some time.
1: And that's unfortunate
0: um, because they aren't sick and tired of being sick and tired yet. And like you, I'd like them to change before they reach the point that I did where I couldn't get out of bed because everything hurt. It's not a fun place to go.
1: It really is not, it is not. And I, I have such respect for you because I know something of what it takes when you are literally lying there feeling so helpless and to get from that position up to take action, to motivate yourself almost from nothing, you know, it's it takes a, a tremendous yeah. amount of, of work. And, you know, some people don't have the support of a, of a spouse or a loved one or a parent or where, whatever in their lives. And, and in my case,
0: like- I had a very well-trained staff who just took over the business. I had a doctor uh. who said there was nothing wrong with me. I should get mental therapy, but that she would give me steroids. I said, now, why would I take steroids if there's nothing wrong with me? I said, I got news. I'm going to go find it. So my staff ran my business and I dug in, but not everybody has that advantage. They don't That's have right. the time that they can pull back from their they business. Don't. And I could have bankrupted my business had I not learned to take care of me.
1: So Absolutely. And even more fundamentally, if I might say, you have an in, a spirit of independent thinking, Cheryl. And I don't know where you got that from. I mean, it may be interesting to hear because I just think that oftentimes with the way things are going in life, we are cookie cutting people. We're creating a cookie cut society where people have to look, dress, you know, talk. Mm-hmm. We're mimicking a, a model and it's it's stealing us, it's robbing us of our um, individuality and our creativity because it's good to be different. It's good to have differing points of view. It's good to be able to have a lively discussion to thrash things out and come to a realization of the truth. Yeah, you have to have that. I had a father. I had a father
0: who ingrained in me that I was a Hunsinger, which was my maiden name, and I could do anything I set my mind to. So both of my parents had unusual health issues. Uh, My Mm -hmm. father had a very rare form of epilepsy. He was an engineer. He was a brilliant man, but the epilepsy held him down and he right. was his whole life looking for his answers and his puzzle pieces. And then he passed away and my mother got something called multiple system atrophy, which no doctor in the United States knows very much about. In the beginning, they thought it was related to Parkinson's. Then they decided it was related to, of all things, Mad cow disease and now they don't think it's related to that either but it it creates similar um, fissions in the brain but because no one knew anything about it when my mother got sick i got on the internet which was brand new and i got into medical journals and i learned everything i could about multiple system atrophy so when they told me that i was Nothing was wrong with me. I knew I could find it because I had already researched for my mom and she That's was only case. supposed to live a year and she lived 10. And she, the doctor in the beginning said, why are you so involved in this? Who's the doctor? I said, who's the daughter? I said, how many patients do you have? I have one mother. We're going to do this together. And when she finally passed away, he called me and thanked me that he wished every mother had a daughter like me,
1: but I knew oh, I could wow. find it.
0: I but knew you had to stand your
1: ground. You had to stand your ground for that to become a reality. And you know, I think this is where I think it's too much power. I have respect for doctors. Some of them even reach out to work with me. Okay, and I do believe. And that we need our work. doctors. Absolutely, we do so need our doctors. Be, I don't want to be misinterpreted, but I do think that there is too much of uh, an abandonment of our personal responsibility. Two doctors who themselves are mortal, who themselves are not inerrant, right? Who themselves have health problems that they are not resolving, okay? And so we have to, you know, nobody knows your body like you do, Right. right? Nobody understands, I mean, I've come, you know, in my work, I have people that have, you know, been told, oh, you know, I've had this test, I've had this scan, I've had these bloods taken, and I'm told everything is fine and to go home. But there's there's something But you don't feel good. And you need to follow your own body. This is the thing. And this is one of the things that I, I do very much teach the people that work with me, to listen to your own body because yes the internet is there yes there are case studies but you know what your situation might be different to any of them so then what you know so we yeah i actually i think
0: first that i have learned that people are walking around not realizing how lousy they feel because it's become their norm so in my case uh the things that were going wrong in my body went through my brain with the speed of light because I was so busy working, building my business and traveling the world for my business. I couldn't slow down long enough to say, hey, why am I feeling this lousy? Why don't I wanna go out with my friends tonight to go to a movie? What is going on with this body? It just flitted through. It wasn't that I wasn't aware. It's just that I didn't stop long enough to figure it out. And I was shoving food in my mouth as fast as I was working when I got home at night. And it was often not the right food. So I'm not surprised that my body finally said, "Ah, stop already. Because you are much sicker than you realize, but I really want people, my phrase has become learn to live for your future health, because every decision you make today will impact you later. So start to put all the pillars of health into place today. So you don't go where I went, because you truly don't want to go there. Took me five years to get out
1: of that. But hey, I did. I did yeah, turn it and, around and when, you, five and when you think about it, five years is not that long. No, when you think- No, and I got back in my life,
0: 60s, so I had all those many years of bad habits
1: that led up to me being ill. That's right. I mean, I, I feel, you know, from the work that I've done, that the body is incredibly gracious, you know, and it is so willing to receive the help and, and, the corrective measures if we, if we will give it, you know, I've, I've worked with people, you know, like even family members who had think, you know, relatively small issues, like for example, a trigger thumb, and they were told that they needed a steroid injection, you know, um, in order to correct it, but simply, you know, removing the sludge out of their diet, i.e. the chocolate and the sugar, the joint was fine, it healed by itself. <laughs> you know right. there are there are very simple things that we can do and as i say our bodies just want they're like you know the roots of our, our bodies are great to... smart oh absolutely i was shocked at how yes, smart my body things. was yeah it'll tell and you when you're doing the right and the wrong thing absolutely absolutely and you know it's like some of my clients will say to me well how will I know that I'm, I'm doing better? You know, do I need to go for a test? And I said, well, by all means do your test. But I said, looking at your skin, it will tell you your energy will tell you the way you If you look at your eyes and if you look at the, and the quality of your hair, you know, all of these things will start to tell you, you'll see the buds of spring in your body. As you make the changes, your body will tell you. And we have to learn to rely more on the signals of our own body. Because as I said, sometimes tests fail us. Medical records even get mixed up sometimes and people are misdiagnosed. Oh, and <laughs> tests
0: are the, all the people who took the test might not have been well. So if well, you're within range, you're in range with all the other people who are sick. So this that is has right. nothing well, normal to
1: do with you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and people don't understand that, that this normal curve is really to do with, you know, the, the standard. So with a high standard, you're you know, you may look pretty bad, but with a low standard, you may look pretty good. Um, right. You know, and and but we're not we're not thinking that far. But if you be true to yourself is what I say to my clients, you will know. And oftentimes you have this gut feeling, whether you push it to the side or not. You have this gut feeling that tells you something's off. And, you know, I
0: actually, when I look back, I can almost tell you when it started to build up. It's just at the time I wasn't paying attention. This is it. And simple things like I had terrible body odor. I was changing deodorant all the time. I have no body odor at all anymore. That was a sign of how toxic my body was. That's right. And It was loaded. It was loaded with toxins and my life was loaded with toxins. Definitely. So, and
1: yeah, and there, you know, that is a, a very practical sign and marker for you. You know, but for others of us, we are putting on aluminium based DO, you know, um, antiperspirants, which, which are thicker, <laughs> which are, you know, they're plugging our pores with with toxic metals. Okay, so that the sweat can't come out. So then what happens? What happens to your liver? What happens to your kidneys? What happens to these other organs of elimination? They get overwhelmed because your sweat glands are, are there for a reason, they're there to do a job. And we, we shouldn't stop our bodies from doing that which it was designed to do. And if there is a signal that something's not good, then it's better to do, address with, you know, address the cause I mean, have you- But seen- that was not how as a society we were thinking at the time. No, it's just absolutely not. Starting to shift. And have you seen these um, antiperspirants now that are supposed to keep you dry for 48 hours? I mean, it, this has become a standard. I mean, that is just po- absolute poison. Yeah, terrible. And who knew that all the
0: fragrances I was using and all those things were also poisoning me. The plugins that made my living room smell good because I had pets. That stuff has just got awful for us. But I didn't know any of that stuff. That's great. By the time I was done in that five years, I had literally eliminated dozens and dozens and dozens of toxins. And then I had fallen into the functional medical community. I watched 19 different symposiums with multiple doctors and started to take the threads that were throughout those and implement them in my own life. And then I finally found my own functional doctor who did not run one test the same as my allopathic doctor. Simple things like allopathic ran, Um, thyroid from here to here. Mm -hmm. Functional doctor ran it from here to my adrenals. That's where I was broken. So they want to look at the whole body and they don't even really care what it's called. They just want the whole body to heal. So it's so refreshing and it's such a different approach. And so I got myself so far and then she took me the rest of the way home so that I have autoimmune disease. She diagnosed me but I no right. longer have
1: pain, which is huge. That is, that is tremendous. And, you know, there are so many people, young people that are in pain. I mean, I hear the peers of my, my own children who are, you know, my eldest is 20, my youngest is 16. And these kids have pains in their joints. They have this, they have that. And they are young people. And it just makes and you wonder. it's only gonna get worse, what? it's gonna multiply. This is right. This is so true. I mean, they're they're not drinking any water. They're eating so much sugar. And we know, you know, the effects of sugar on the body. I mean, sugar is a drug. And it's it's a a poison.
0: Mm, It impacts every organ in the body. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's crystallized acid in its effects really. Um, But, you know, we give sugar as a token of love, don't we? Yeah, we (laughs) do you know, something's wrong, something's wrong. I can't tell you how many
0: people have asked me if I'm deprived now that I eat very healthy. And I said, Mm. no, I got news. I was deprived when I was eating the old way. Because when you start to feel good, you do whatever you can to maintain that feeling. You are not giving it up for anything. You get a whole new
1: lease on life. Same here, same here. And for me, it's so, so liberating because there's so much that you don't have to buy into. You're just freed from all of that. You're just not deceived by it all, you know. And, um, you know, in the early stages, as like a, a young teenager and in my early 20s, you know, i um, going on work placements and so on and not eating meat or dairy products. And you go for a meal, you know, with the, the rest of the office or whatever it was, you know very difficult cuz to try and pretend that you enjoyed a salad that had nothing on it and just <laughs> really you know because food was not as advanced then for for people that were on a plant based diet anyway it was incredibly basic and crude to say the least but you know it's still not a reason to go back still never a no, reason to go no it's back. not
0: actually my second book talks about how do i eat out at restaurants how do i vet restaurants how do i go to somebody else's house for dinner I often mm. take my mm. own food but I'll call the hostess and say we're thrilled that we're coming to your house for dinner. I don't want you to worry about how to feed me because I do eat very clean. So I'm just going to bring my own dish and I'll bring enough that your guests could try it. But we're coming because we want to know you and your friends, and I hope that's okay with you. Who's gonna say no? That's fine. Um, Yeah, I just, I I take jar salads with me when I'm going to be away from the house for lunch because I want to control what I put into my mouth. You figure it out when it becomes important to you to not interrupt your body because you know how good it
1: is to feel good. And that's That's what my book ended up being called. It feels good to feel good. It's it's very addictive to feel good, you know. And, um, you know, my husband will tell you, Janice never puts anything bad in her mouth, but why would I? You know, I've I've On I've occasion done all I that do. Um, mm-hmm.
0: and my body complains. So really I have the conversation every morning. How you feeling today, Cheryl? And when my body goes, hmm, not so good, I'm like a little computer that goes through what did I do in the last couple of days that's making my right. body react that way. Right. And I don't let it get very far. I adjust immediately. Well, this is the thing. And sometimes there are things I can't figure out. Sometimes it's an environmental thing like fires. We're having a lot of fires in the United States. I live in California and in Arizona. We're having fires in both locations. That comes into my environment and it does trigger a little bit of a a nasty response in my body but then absolutely. i make sure that all the air freshener not the fresheners but the air purifiers are working properly and we change the filters we do things so that right. i don't have that reaction
1: absolutely and you know the thing is not everyone's going to be at the same place you know i might be at a certain place you'll be at a certain place But what I would love for people listening to this and watching this podcast to realize is that you can be better than you are and you just need to take one step at a time. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to go cold turkey or decide, you know, you're never going to have any sugar. You're never going to have a piece of chicken or whatever it might be that, you know, is is a thing for you, you know, something that you love. But take a step, start to embrace some of these pillars that you speak of and see how you feel. Because you know, there are so many people that just have so much depression. There's just this heaviness over their hearts, their minds, their spirits, and they uh, can't understand that. It, and that is not- also
0: impacted by lifestyle. People are absolutely we have a huge depression problem and suicide problem in the world at the moment. It's the number two cause of death amongst teenagers. I just did a series of podcasts on depression because. I'm reading lots of articles that people are identifying the problem, but they're never taking it back down to food. And nutritional psychiatry is a brand new field where they've discovered not only are what we eat, but we're what we feed our gut bacteria, because there's a direct connection between our gut bacteria through our vagus nerve up to our brains. So yes, you should seek whatever kind of medical intervention that would help you. You can go to the psych- psychiatrist and get the drugs. You can go to the therapist and work out any kind of um, problem that or thing that happened in your life previously that you need to get past. But while you're doing that, start to put all of the pillars of health into place because they won't hurt you. And they might very well solve the problem so you can get off those drugs, which don't last Absolutely. forever anyway. So you want to work both ends. You need the doctor because I don't want you feeling that terrible, but then start to
1: own it yourself and put all the other things into place
0: uh, because right. it
1: can make an enormous difference. That's right. And, you know, also be honest with yourself. If these medications aren't making you feel good, because for right. me, you know, I was, I had terrible skin. I was put on antibiotics for them. I had migraines. I was put on drugs for that. And I could feel, feel that something wasn't quite right but I I wasn't it wasn't fully you know I wasn't fully conscious of it but I I had a vague awareness at the time and then as you know the cycles continued and you know when I came off the antibiotics the bad skin came back and so on and so forth I just thought well this thing isn't really healing me you know, because I'm going to have to be on drugs all the time and you can't be on antibiotics all the time. And in fact, antibiotics are a source of so many diseases. Right. The over, thing about our pharmaceuticals is
0: pharmaceuticals give and pharmaceuticals take away. So they mm-hmm. may do something for a specific symptom in your body. But while they're doing that, there's something else that they're doing, which is all the stuff, at least on our ads on television, they'll present a drug and then in little tiny writing and speaking at the speed of light, they tell you all the things that can go wrong in your body if you take that pill. Yes, we need our pharmaceuticals, but I really don't want all of that stuff that's down at the bottom of those ads to go on in my body. So the more you can heal yourself holistically, the better off you are, because you don't have to take those drugs that have the good and the bad. And yes. drugs don't heal us. They just mitigate the
1: symptoms. That's right. So- and sometimes they, they move the problem from one part of the body to another. Right, you know, so yeah, I understand the stopgap approach, but um, as I said, I see a lot of people will come to a naturopath when they've exhausted every other form of allopathic treatment, you see. So I go through the history and I see the medications that we used, and I think to myself, well, you know, if your thyroid gland was compromised, why didn't why couldn't we work at nourishing your thyroid with the things that it needs rather than giving it a synthetic hormone? Why do, why do we need to do that? You know, um, and so that, and these, Because these deficiencies, they will lead to other problems. For example, the iodine and the selenium needed by the thyroid. These are minerals that help to detoxify the breast. And many women that have thyroid issues go on to have breast cancer. So just by you know masking. And believe it or not, they also go on to have heart disease,
0: which I didn't realize until recently.
1: Right. There yeah. is a
0: direct connection between a thyroid that's not properly operating and heart, which is the number one killer in the United States. And as right. goes the liver, goes the heart. So all that synthetic stuff is going through the liver. It does the best job it can
1: until it can't. So it's yeah. all connected. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, by all means, you know, use everything judiciously, be wise. I think, think for yourself, use common sense, because sometimes we abandon common sense, we're so used to absorbing information. And because it's in a book or because it's on the Internet or because, you know, a professional says it, it, it's fact. But we can check right. things out and we can reason for ourselves. Well, like, and we yeah. have
0: resources now that are my parents' Absolutely. generation. I'm older, but my parents' generation didn't have. So my parents' generation, whatever they, the doctor said, that's what you did. You didn't question him My mother would actually say, why are you questioning him when we would leave his office? Because we are participating. In your health and that's important, but my generation is looking for the magic pill i'm a boomer. So we expect to get tons of aches and pains, and then we expect to get the pill that's the magic pill that's going to take care of it. Your generation is finally a little more proactive to get involved in their own health and it's changing slowly, but it needs to change. Um, I come from retail and we had a phrase called the who said of the greatest magnitude, which is the person who you give all your power to because they are like the guy, the little egg in Oz. They are the who said of the greatest magnitude and doctors Mm -hmm. expect to be treated that way. So when you start to ask questions, not all of them are real interested in you going there, but you can. Tuck them into allowing you to be a partner in your own health, whether he's allopathic, a naturopath, which is going to start from the right place, or a functional doctor who wants to heal all of you. So you have to own it. And don't let anyone tell you
1: it's not your body and that you don't know what's going on because you do. This is it. This is it, you know. And I don't know what, I mean, the, the healthcare system is very different in the States as compared to the U.K., but, you know, with the onset of COVID, for example, there has been such a strain on the health system that now people are having to look for other options because the waiting list for an operation or for whatever treatment is so long that if they that they can't afford to just do nothing and just wait, you right. know, because, uh, and, and the, you know, the overload on the system is, ha- is forcing people, I think, to have to, Try and investigate maybe where they would not have before. But I think, you know, oftentimes these things can be blessings in disguise.
0: Well, and the functional community believes we were hit as hard with COVID as we were because 88% Mm. of us are metabolically unhappy, unhealthy, Mm. sorry. 88%. so if we will start to put lifestyles habits into place, when the next super virus comes through, and there will be another one, we're talking mo- monkeypox all of a sudden here, you have to do everything you can for your immune system now, so that if it comes into your world, your body has everything in its power for an immune system to fight it off. I was really worried about getting COVID because I'm immune compromised. And even though I don't have pain, I still have autoimmune disease. So I wasn't sure how it was going to impact me when I finally got it, which I did in January, I went for some tests at a hospital. So I was obviously around somebody else who had it. I went through it in five days. My fever never went over 99. I lost my voice for one day and I came out the other end because I have done so much work on my immune system. So I, was, I was stronger than I realized I was. And that gave me a lot of comfort that if I keep going the way I am, this body is going to be able to handle anything
1: that gets thrown at it, which is Absolutely. what we all need to be doing. That's right. I mean, when we, when we buy a house or if you have a house built, you don't, just kind of build it anywhere and you don't care about the foundations or the quality of the, the walls and, and the materials. Because you're aware that, you know, we can have earthquakes, we can have, you know, storms and things like this. You take those the, the knowledge of natural disasters into consideration so that when you build a house, it's not just some kind of flimsy little structure, right? And, but we, we don't take that same level of thinking when it comes to our bodies. And, Why? you know, yeah. and, and the human body, I mean, it's, it's so amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's so oh, vulnerable on it, one it, hand and totally so strong on, an, on the other. It's incredible. But now I'm we 73.
0: Have- so if I was younger like you, I would go back and become a naturopath. But at my age, I just want to share what I've learned. And yeah. I have two books. I have a file system where I have kept health information all organized. I just want to get it out. Because if right. somebody can hear what I have to say, and that might cause them to think about changing, then I've done my job. But I would, I actually think I would go back and be a biochemist if I was younger because I'm fascinated with all of it. Right. It's really an amazing world out there and they're learning more every day that is just mind boggling.
1: Yeah. Um, and if you study it, you know, with the, the paradigm that you're already coming from, Cheryl, can you imagine I that know holistic you don't way hear of it. that would be so powerful.
0: Right, right. Because if you're not, are you sure in you're that paradigm, old? are you sure you're too old? <laughs> well, I read, I study constantly. So I follow all kinds of people and I have what I call my nurture file on the computer. I am eventually going to shift away from doing podcasts and I'm going to do, I call myself the health muse because I want to inspire you to a healthier life. I'm going to do health muse bites, B-Y-T-E-S, that are ah. three to five minutes So the information is in smaller bites so yeah. that you don't have to sit and listen to me for an hour or an hour and a half. I've laid the foundation with incredible guests like you and with talking in depth about some of the puzzle pieces I discovered for my own body so. so. So now it's time to get it down to smaller bites so that people can utilize the information better. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So I'm having a wonderful time doing what I'm doing. And I do think I am making a difference with some of the people who follow me. But I'm sure I'm I'm not going to go back to school again. I went to health coaching school at 67. I'm not going to go back to school at 73 to get more education. I'm going to just continue to learn and look for my own puzzle pieces. Well, this is because, it, and the thing is,
1: you know, yeah. the power of your story alone can change somebody else's life. Because as you know, when you're, when you're diagnosed with illness or you haven't been given a diagnosis, but you just feel so incredibly sick and awful, oftentimes you really, I mean, I was speaking to a lady this morning in Australia who was saying to me, you know, Janice, you know, late last year, literally I was ready to die because you can't see past your situation. So what you're doing to say, well, actually, hello, there is hope, you know, it just, it just breaks through that blackness of the cloud, you know, and makes people think, well, you know, really? Could there be right. something here well, for me? And people are shocked when I say there is
0: nothing about my life today That is the same as it was when I got sick nine years ago. Nothing. I was in a toxic relationship. It wasn't that he abused me, but he never saw me for who I was. He only saw me Mm -hmm. for who I wasn't. And he most assuredly did not want to go on a get well journey with me. So he had to Mm -hmm. go out the door. My business was starting to make me sick because I was constantly on the move. I, was go- I went to Asia 11 times in one year, and then I come home and being on the West Coast, I was flying, getting up at two o'clock in the morning to go to the East Coast to meet with customers. My body couldn't handle it anymore. So all that, I sold that business, that business is gone. I now know how important self-care is and that it's yeah. not selfish. I need to do that so I can show up for the world. I met my soulmate as a result of the other guy going out, who I met because he wanted to go on a get well journey with me. And he's a oh, statistician. Wow. He edits my books. He produces my podcasts. He a is my partner in, life. in crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have, we're constantly looking for new places to buy healthy food. We go to a different farmer's market every weekend. We're getting to know all the farmers personally. We're having a blast and he likes to cook as much as I do. So everything has changed and I have a heck of a good life today and I feel fantastic. I feel better at 73 than I did in my fifties. So If anybody out there thinks that change is not possible, change is incredibly possible and you can build the life that you have always wanted to live but didn't know how to build it. So you just have to start and I agree with you it's one step at a time.
1: It is and you know if if you, you know people come to this place where they feel you know really trapped now there are people there are people like yourself, there are people like me that you can talk to. You don't have to just suffer in silence with your own thoughts and emotions until you feel like you're going to explode. Connect with people that have the mindset that you need, you know, the with the energy that you need. If you don't have, if you don't have the energy, get someone to give you a toe, you know. Grab on to someone that does and allow their energy to pick you up because. You know, the the level of transformation that is possible in a life is phenomenal. And you can only understand it when you've experienced it or if you've seen it in in someone that you know well. But it's so incredibly powerful. I mean, it's the difference between night and day. And And the Blue Zones has actually studied
0: that we're three degrees of separation from people who influence us and that we influence so the recommendation in the functional community is that doesn't mean you go throw all your friends out but you start adding new ones in you find people who are on the same healthy path that you are and you start bringing them in so that your whole mix of three degrees of separation starts to shift towards people who want to be healthy because you're one of the influencers, they become one of the influencers, the whole group starts to get healthy, because you're all
1: influencing each other. And um, I like because, yeah, I mean, there's something in us, isn't there that sometimes needs permission to change and to do things differently. You know, you try as women, we may try on a new dress, and we want to show our partners or whatever, or whoever, how does this look on me? Don't you know, really, how it looks on you. But there's something in us that seeks permission to adventure out to do something maybe a little bit different or to change something. And so rather than staying with the same crowd that will pull you down because they're all tired, because they're all sick and they're quite happy to remain that way, even though you're not. Find someone it's else. They
0: even get jealous that you're starting to change because they're not ready
1: to make that change and you can't let that stop you. That's right. That's right. I mean, everybody has their own journey. And I think we have to be true to ourselves. You know, for me, there's always, I believe there's a, a you know, a God-given voice that's always been in me that's wanted something better. You know, I've always wanted something more out of life, something better. I've never wanted to just settle for whatever's given to me you know and you know even my parents at times have said Janice why are you pushing yourself so hard why don't you just be normal (laughs) and I'm like normal what's that you know (laughs) but be true to who you are because I think most of us question at some point even if it's like late at night in your bed you know you like you know just before you fall asleep we question Don't be afraid to question because sometimes it's going on that journey and exploring that questioning voice that will take you to that place that you need to be. It's that gateway to a whole brand new life, a brand new world that could save your life and, you know, like yours and like mine can help save the lives of others even. Right. As we're
0: coming towards the end of the podcast, I want you to tell people the kinds of Um, things that you have helped people come back to a holistic balance to heal, because I want them to have an idea, if they contacted you, what the two of you could do
1: together. Right. Well, firstly, if I can just explain a little bit about the philosophy of how I work. Absolutely. It It almost doesn't matter what the illness is, because what I do is I investigate the history of the individual, the lifestyle characteristics what their health history has been, the history of the medications that they've been on. And I work very thoroughly tracking right back as far as they can remember, even you know, the way you were born, whether you were born by normal vaginal delivery or whether you were born by cesarean, all of these things can have an impact on your immune system, right? So I track back from the earliest stages and then I work to reverse the causative factors that have brought you to where you are. And I align you realign you to the, the natural laws that govern your physiology. I am not a healer, your body is the healer. The body heals itself, but it heals itself as it's being realigned to nature's laws. So it almost, you know, because in some ways all diseases are one disease. They're usually down to issues of, you know, deficiency, toxicity, usually, generally speaking, okay? And once you understand exactly what those deficiencies are and what those toxic factors are, and also, you know, the mental and emotional issues that people are dealing with, because they need to be strengthened mentally to do what needs to be done, usually the body will just heal naturally, given those right conditions. It's like a plant. If you put a plant that needs sunlight in the shade, It's it's not gonna it's not gonna thrive. But if you take it back and you put it back in the full sun, all of a sudden, this plant just comes alive. I mean, have you ever been away and got to water your plants or ask someone to water your plants and it's like some withered up thing? And then you add water, and then all of a sudden, you know, like maybe half an hour, 45 minutes later, this plant just comes, you just see the hydration working through the plant, and you see a transformation in the plant. And the body is like that. So for me, it almost doesn't matter what the disease is, but it matters to find out what are the laws of health that you have been contravening? What are the factors in your life that have, you know, affected your body to bring it to where it is? And we unpick those things and we address those things and the body will heal. But, you know, having said that, I mean, all kinds of issues from, you know, the the inflammatory and autoimmune ones like, you know, arthritis, um, you know, thyroid disorders, um, liver problems, um, even high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, insomnia, hormonal imbalance, cancers. I've worked with colon cancer, brain cancers, breast cancers, liver cancer, you know, all kinds of cancers. Um, I, I almost don't know how many more I could add. I mean, I've worked with multiple sclerosis as well. And while the person was not diagnosed as free from the disease, the lesions on the brain had healed and they had no more symptoms. Okay. So right. the results speak for themselves, whether or not a rubber stamp is placed on a file. Right. Or, That's or, why I or say not. I still have autoimmune disease. I am still aware that that happened mm-hmm. to me. But I don't
0: have the pain, and I'm not going back there. So,
1: Yeah, and and I so love your story. I so love your story, and I think it's just so empowering for so many people. And I just hope, and I look forward to your bite-sized things as well, because I think, you you. know, we because of the nature of life, and people are living in this fast-paced world, if they can just plug into something that's really quick, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, the hors d'oeuvres, isn't it? You know, just something, a quick bite. And it's just enough to maybe trigger because we're sowing seeds, aren't we? We're sowing seeds right. all the That's time. It. Absolutely.
0: I call them, I love- go on treasure hunts with my clients. Right. What are you feeling? Let's go on a treasure hunt to find your puzzle pieces. Because I've decided health is balance. Mental health is balance. When we're out of balance, we're diseased. And so That's it's coming back to balance, which simplified yeah. it all to me because it made it all so much clearer
1: as to where we need to go with our bodies. That's right. And I think, you know, anyone that engages with you or someone like myself, they will understand that while we're not trying to oversimplify things, there are right. timeless principles of healing that will guide you. And once you understand those principles, they will steer you through the healing process and you will find exactly what you need. But it's when you just trying to buy into the latest and the greatest, you know, everybody's selling a product now. Everybody's pushing a product. You know, did you know that 40% of women are, you know, deficient with magnesium? Here's my supplement, please buy now. You know, it's, I, I, I really hate that approach. I'm not saying it doesn't help anyone, but to me, what people need is a sound education around their body in terms of the principles. And if you understand principles, even when you don't understand every detail, you will have something to get you moving in the right direction. And you will also be able to smell a rat, I would say, when you know there's false information about health. Because if you understand a, a principle of healing and how the body works, you will know that, well, this, this can't be true. You know, and I think people need that because there are so many people jumping on the bandwagon of health and healing now. And, you know, you always have, you know, some people suffering as a result of that.
0: Well, and our advertising here, at least in the United States, is very deceptive. So you have to have your little antlers on going, could this possibly be true?
1: I'm constantly
0: looking up things that are said in ads going, ah, 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 ah. I knew it wasn't true. the middle. I heard it, but a lot of the public does not know that. So don't just accept what they're shoveling at you. Research it, learn about it, own it. Absolutely. And find people that can help you. This right. Yeah. So thank you. I've, I've so enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure that the people who listen to this will as well. And I will give you all the ways to find Janice underneath this podcast so that you can locate her. She works globally. So don't be afraid to reach out if you think that she has the specific things that can help you refine your health and come back to the principles of wellness. So thank you, Janice. It was delightful to have you on my show. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I cut you off too early. Thank you. That was fun.